We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. This is the Bart Winkler Show. I'm Bart. Grant Bills is here. And Paul Emig is here. And what a treat it is, as always, to see you both. Um, Grant, I got again to see you in real IRL the other day. That was uh, very nice. That was a treat. Where was that? uh, Madison. I caught up with Grant after a forward Madison game. We thought about maybe going to the game, and then we decided against it. And I I feel like we should have went. Because I saw Bart after, and he was like, were you there? And I felt like maybe he was announcing with a little extra. I was. I I, 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 I did. Uh, there was a lot of opportunities to be a little more Bart during the, uh, the match, uh, including, as I told Grant, the halftime contest sponsored by Verlo, in which Maddie the Mattress, a guy <laughs> in a mattress suit, mm-hmm. stood in the goal. The contestants spun around three times blindfolded and had to kick a penalty shot. And uh, I, I really, I really, I really did it with the introductions and the, oh, what a goal. Oh, so, you know, I really, oh, and, and uh, I mean, 4,500 people still heard it. It was another smashing attendance night at the Steve. Okay. Oh, and English fans went home happy. So everyone's good, but. A lot of people come and watch soccer. I, I'm not saying I'm surprised. I'm just that's really cool. Well, it's a great environment, and they got a good. They got a good like. The fans are into it, man. So it's called the Steve. That's the nickname. Well, that's our nickname. Like me and Grant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if like what like what are the fan? What's the, if you're a big fan of Ford FC Madison? If I said that correctly, like what do you? What are you? You're a. You're a the what? Fan? The flamingo. Flamingo. They're the flamingos. Flamingo. Does anyone call it the pond? Anything like that? No, not oh, that man, I know of. Really good though. I think they just call it Breeze. Sure. Uh, Breeze Stevens Field, but are the uniforms pink? Like flamingo pink? Pink and blue. They've got some of the finest jerseys in all of sports. You mean that? Laffy taffy color palette. I like that. I do. Hot They're really uh, very popular. How many more days until Bobby Portis makes an appearance? Bobby will be there next Thursday. We'll see. So, yeah. Just he's got to last another week to not be traded. And then uh, and if, then he... if the Bucks like, trade Portis on the 21st, 
then the forward Madison connection to Milwaukee, like, is a lot tighter than we could have ever dreamed. Like, we'll do you a solid, Madison. We'll, <laughs> we'll let you have Bobby and sell some tickets, and then we're going to ship his ass out of here. But, yeah, makes sense. All right, take it away, Paul Emig. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I want to start with this one. Like, if, if this was NBA draft week, NFL draft week, we would have, you would have done, we all would have done, like, that would have been content, right? So let me start by just asking an open-ended question. How many minutes did you spend on your respective shows talking about the MLB draft? Um, I touched, I maybe did a segment on it on Sunday, just in, in terms of, like, I thought it was good that they've moved it to the place where the All-Star game is. Okay, yeah. And drew more attention to that. And then, um, you know, the college guys, like, you know, we know some guys that are going to get drafted, which is cooler, but baseball, baseball can't be as like, it can't be as big as even if they, they do everything right. Like, hold on, don't, 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 don't interrupt my topic, but I just want, (laughs) okay. You're hitting on it, but I'm answering your question. No, I know. But I just want to know. The question was how many minutes. All right. So I talked about it on Sunday leading up for a segment on a four-hour show. And my next opportunity, Tuesday morning, uh, did not address it at all. Grant. Uh, I had a guest on Tuesday night. As as one of the preeminent brewer talk voices in the state, Paul, I I, I must address it. But I'm going to do it with a guest. I, I had a guest on. Needless to say, you did it both far, 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 far less than you would have for the NFL and the NBA. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right, Bart. Sorry to have interrupted your answer, but you're. there's nothing more Major League Baseball can do to make their draft as compelling for a national audience as what currently is being done. There's nothing else they can do. They have to just accept being third slash fourth place with the NHL draft. There's no other nothings that could make it a more compelling national audience event. There's nothing more that can be done. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-mm. I mean, they could have it on Mars. <laughs> I would definitely watch that. Uh, yeah, but realistically, mm-hmm. They've, they've moved it to the night that it, it that makes sense. There's no baseball on. Mm-hmm. You know, for like 20 years ago, MLB draft wasn't even like anything. Then they're like, okay, well, let's at least put some effort into this. And they had it at the MLB Network Studios. On like a Tuesday when there's games on, yeah. This you can actually a random Tuesday in July. Yeah, this is when you this is when you can actually show people like what's going on, and people can at least dabble and learn about. Do you like that I put my logo behind me? That's good. Uh, that they can learn about, um, you know, the players and and get like an ESPN. I think got uh, high marks for their coverage. That somehow they're covering this better than they do the NBA. The problem is just a lot of these guys we don't know, and then they're just going to like disappear for a little bit. Now the higher picks might have a shorter path to the majors, and the respective local markets will like will follow these guys a little bit more. But I don't know that there's anything that they can do more, which I think is great. Like it's great that baseball figured something out that was right. So I I commend baseball for that. I just. Um, I think the structure kind of allows them to not be as big as they would want it to be. Just like Adam Silver's league's idea isn't terrible, but he doesn't have the structure for that NBA cup. Uh, Question to come on that. 
But Grant, real quick before you know it, I just want to say, so the only thing I would counter Bart with, like, of course, this NBA draft, everyone knew Victor Wembanyama. Most people knew Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. But how much did G League elites own Thompson twins? Like, did for people who, like, what percent of the people who watched the NBA draft, they sat down and, I'm watching this tonight, had seen more than five minutes of the Thompson twins play basketball? No, I hadn't, but I thought that was like the NBA draft was guy you knew, two and three, twins, good story. And then, yeah, then after that, nobody knew anybody. So, I mean, it, now you're to pick six and you're already like, you're watching it. Well, okay, I'm going to, I don't want to give my entry yet. Grant, there's nothing more Major League Baseball can do to make it a more compelling national event for sports fans. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't put it together that they moved it this year to All-Star break that week that's the per- this is the perfect time to have it in seattle too where it all is happening i i think i think the nba all-star break and maybe this is what they're trying to do with the mid-season tournament or early season tournament or the nfl like the idea is you celebrate the league and everything and everyone involved that week because everyone's in town and everyone's all over it and i think major league baseball while its draft isn't really interesting and compelling if you put it this week when nothing else is going on, we we're going to watch, right? Cause we don't really have anything else to pay attention to. Even if it's for, you know, we pay attention to it for 15 minutes or we watch it on Twitter. And then we talk about it on our respective shows for, you know, 20 minutes tops. Like my only experience with the MLB draft used to be, I would turn on Bart the next morning, or I would listen to bill at 10 o'clock when I was like mowing lawn or doing work. And it was Corey Ray. And that was kind of it. Like no, it wasn't just that. It was Corey Ray live on Chuck and Winkler. It was Keston Hira next day live on Chuck and Winkler. I don't you, remember that part of it. You I, just, did. I don't think we got enough credit for that little shit. Well, let me just let me just retort. Credit or blame because did you doom their careers? <laughs> well, Corey Ray is a Bears fan. Dude, well, so he was already at? doomed. Where is Corey Ray? I think he's still in their minor leagues. Just- no, not good. Not Where good. Is Where, Where is Corey Ray? Where is Corey Ray? Who wants to know? <laughs> Who wants 20, to know? He's 28. This is his prime. This is his prime. This is where you really want to be hitting your full stride. Hopefully. Oh, he's he's a he's out of the league. Oh, he is. He's a free agent. We mean ruined Keston Hero's career. He's going to be the best player in Nashville Sounds history. <laughs> you're going to name he, the stadium after him. He the is, an, is, what he is an amazing, um, seriously, an amazing Nashville Sounds player. That's what I'm, every time I see his stats, they look like video game stats. Long story short, in the past, basically all the coverage that the draft has gotten is, I turn on my favorite show the next day, we mentioned they drafted Corey Ray. Okay, an outfielder. Oh, good. They need outfielders. And then, you know, you move on and talk about whatever else. So this week at least feels like it gets the most chance to get run. And, you know, sports fans, like we're dying for content. So if there's nothing else going on, we'll pay attention. So I think they're doing a pretty good job. I don't know what else they could do. It's baseball and we don't know the guys. So I think the biggest thing that hasn't been mentioned yet, at least in the NFL, like, sure, like we can say like, okay, well, the Packers drafted this guy who probably won't contribute into your year until year two. He might get some snaps in his rookie, but for the most part, this is a project draft. Same with, with, with the Bucks drafted Bochamp. It's like, oh, like he probably won't contribute much as a rookie, but there's some upside here. In Major League Baseball, like you literally, best, 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 best case scenario, 
won't see this person in a Brewers uniform, period, much less on the bench for two years, probably more like four or five years in a lot of cases. So it's, there's no like immediacy to it. And there's, and by the way, there's nothing major league baseball can do about that. Right. Like um, Jackson Churio is one of the top prospects in baseball. He would be getting drafted right now at 18, 19 years old as a top pick. in if he was an NFL player with the same level of skill as a top NBA pick with the same level of skill, but that's not going to happen. Like he still is not even a brewer, you know, in terms of like the major league club. And so do you think, again, like you, you, you both basically concluded that there's nothing more Major League Baseball can do. How much of a part of that, though, do you think is, well, yeah, because you're not drafting players to contribute in the next couple of years. And in some cases, several years, that, that has to hurt, right? That's a big detriment. Well, they can, like, they can roster these guys right away, but they're going to suck. I would wonder, I mean, like, how badly, how, like, seriously, like, how badly... What, has it ever happened? Like, when's the last time that a guy has been drafted and been now you're on the major league team? Has it ever happened? And if so, like, and if it Robin ever Young. did, for real, he never played minors. I don't. Okay, I mean, we were like infants, so I don't know the backstory there. I, he's uh, never played in the minors. I knew that he didn't play in the minors. I didn't know if it was like he was drafted on. Uh, no, 10th. but a lot of these, not like recently, the number one picks over the last few years have gotten there pretty quick. Bryce Harper right. comes to mind. He got there just about as fast as you can do it, right? Yep. yep. But yep. even like a guy, a Camus guy like Churio, you know, he's in double A right now. Yeah. And right. I mean, I think it's probably fair to say when you look at MLB pipeline. Like, and it's you know, also, you know, maybe that's one thing that like um, the Brewers don't want or any team don't doesn't want to give away. Now, you're letting, like, if you develop Churio, you've got this guy that now you get Appleton gets to see him, Biloxi gets to see him, Nashville gets to see him. Think of how many local economies Jackson Churio is going to prop up. It's, it's certainly something that I would uh, dive into, the local economy angle, for sure. I love the Let's get Keith Law. Here, here's a, I mean, this is this thought just came to mind, so it might be one how of the How can he worst. say that baseball does nothing for the local economy? Then again, I said that all these people come to Miller Park and don't spend a dime in Milwaukee. Then again, they haven't come to Miller Park in a few years. Then again, fuck you. <laughs> I want to say one thing about um, – I, I don't remember what year this was. I um, I don't know if I was already covering Packers and helping out with Brewers in the summer or if this was pre-Packers beat for me. But I remember t- mentioning like the Tuesday afternoon in July or Wednesday afternoon in July. It has to be a Wednesday afternoon, right? But nice. like – watching McKelvey and Hodricourt where it was there was that we were covering the game in front of us while the MLB draft early rounds were happening. This One time I told Hodricourt on a Sunday, a Saturday, who got drafted and he like he goes, anybody know who got drafted in this round? And I was like like I never talked to Tom and I was like, yeah, they got some kid out of uh you know Lake land <laughs> and he's like he looks at me does anybody know who got drafted in this last round <laughs> is that a true story i'm like i i think it's i think it's this hey todd do you know who got drafted? <laughs> that's a pretty good logic card oh i got a great hod 
can you do more? Can you like read a book, something just in his voice or something? That'd be pretty good. I've been doing Hodge Court for 10 years on the air. You used to be like chuck. Craig, I know that it's you don't you don't want to go to your bullpen when Devin Williams is available, but he he had to be he had to be down down kind of on the outs, didn't he? If you didn't use him. What do you think? You know that that sounds like Hodger Corporate. Also sounds like um, Mr. Mackey. Mr. I was say it was Mr. Mackey. Yeah. Totally. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do have to do a I not have to. I'm I'm honored to talk about Happy Place Hemp here. I could give it a hod. I think I think the company would love that and appreciate yeah. that. And then at the end say, drugs are bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> would you so uh so one thing Hodger Cart would always do too is because I was sitting in it was uh local press, yeah, front row. Yeah. Then it was visiting press, mm-hmm. and it was radio, on the same section. So I would sit behind the visiting guys, and once a game, Tom would always come and do his like routine, same jokes all the time. He'd walk up there with his kangaroo hat, and he'd be like, he'd be like, "Oh, geez, uh, they say they're gonna make the game shorter someday. Can't be short enough if you ask me." I'd love to get the hell out of here. <laughs> the way the Brewers been playing, I, I, I was just thinking about watching games from home and mailing my article in. Oh my god! Did you, did you guys, did you guys know that they they cut prices at Happy Place Hemp twenty five percent? Isn't that great? Happy Place, I'm done. Ah, well. He doesn't have a stutter. So I'm not making, I want to be clear. I'm right. not making fun of a stutter. 
He's just fighting his way through sentences. You're, you're making fun of him by assigning him a stutter is what you're doing, which is bad. But when he said way. he would only do that when he'd ask Craig. Right. It was you with know, Craig. Going, Craig. So is that one thing? Yeah. <laughs> but any good impersonation, like, is you have to take, like, the one minor thing and then make it for everything. Yeah. Right, but there's millions that are afflicted with a stutter, and I I really want to stress I'm not so, making fun. And by the way, I think that's because as reporters who do press, like, you don't know if you're going to be spoken at. You know, are you going to talk at the same time? It's not like someone raises their hand and they pass. Yeah, the mic so you're like dipping your toe in. Right. So you're, you're hey hey. Uh, I, I, I it's like it's like when we interrupt each other. Like we're like actually, oh, and then you pause, then you then you go down because like, oh, someone else is also talking. So yeah, it's quick, quick, uh, Craig. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. That gets you 25% off every order. I took a night night one the other day. That's just what I call them. I took a night night one because, uh, you know, I had my sober May and then I had my not sober June and it's turned into a very unsober July. And I thought, Bart, let's, let's go, let's go the other way. Let's take a gummy. Let's relax. Let's put the kid to bed. He'll fall asleep first. And then you'll be able to just kind of like, Look at your phone a little bit. Watch some Luke Cage season two and pass out. And that's what I did. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. 25% off each and every order. They've already cut their prices. And you can cut it down a little more. Get some gummies. And enjoy. You know, Luke Cage season two. uh, Alfre Woodard's a tremendous actress, but she is chomping up the scenery. Quite a bit. All right, I want to talk about chopping up the scenery. What does that wait? What does that mean? Well, have you, like every was, every word she says is just like, "How dare you!" Like it's just like you know, like have you ever seen Forrest Whitaker be like overactor? Yeah, classic that's, overactor. That, that's right. I agree. That's right. I agree. <laughs> he him is my only experience with him was was in Rogue One. He played Saw Gerrera, and I'm like, why? It was a really weird, I don't know. It never, like, and, but it's just like, careful though, Bart, Bart, Forrest. Bart is not a Star Wars guy. I just got a compliment. Oh, come on. Well, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I got a compliment. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were taking that as a compliment. I'm like, what's wrong with Star? Well, what was no, wrong with my, Star Wars? No, on my Craig, what's wrong with Star Wars? I, <laughs> God damn it, Craig. <laughs> was Jar Jar Binks only in there as, as a market to kids? <laughs> oh my God! Would, would the prequels have been better if they picked a, a different young man to play Anakin? I I, I think the prequels have aged pretty well actually over the years it was just the cgi that was no good <laughs> yeah I, th- I, th- I think the problem was people wanted to further the story before they b- b- before they went back into time for the story <laughs> so this is suffering this is a succotash <laughs> someone on youtube uh enjoyed my conversation with andy herman and said i'm a great interviewer <clears throat> that i bring out the best in my guest you have and I just wanted that. to toot my own horn. You have done that a few times, brought out the best in your guest. I've also uh, not interviewed David Stearns as hard as I should have. 
Yeah, you went you went you went pretty soft. Well, who knows if you would have pressed him a little harder, he might have stepped down after you know after what we. Yeah, said if I pressed him harder, he'd be with the Mets already, and they'd be winning a bunch of games, and then we wouldn't have this great season that we're having. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Craig Council, can I pull the whole? I don't want to wear a hat, but I have hat head. But that's never stopped Craig. He'll just sit there and go like this. I'm going to take this hat off, and I'm just going to go like this. Well, Tom, I. Uh... What do you think? Devin wasn't available. Craig, do you do you know that you have hat hair? <laughs> oh, we you got ever... 10, ten games in ten days, Paul. Would you expect me to have time to use conditioner? <laughs> you ever see Craig in like his normal going out to the grocery store clothes? No, no, <laughs> nope. Do you? Oh, I saw him once after a game. We walked out of the tunnel together. Super awkward. But he was dressed like, uh, like, not well. He dresses younger than his age. Okay, he looks younger than he looks much younger than his age. So he needs to, yeah. I are you are you throwing shade at someone who would quote dress younger than their age? That's a shitty take. I haven't worn a pair of blue jeans in four years, so I don't know. Are blue jeans worn by young or worn by what? what I mean, I only wear clothes that I'm not. I'm not criticizing anyone's wardrobe. I I can't fit into clothes, so no. I just I thought, oh, okay, dressing a little hip, little little, little hip. Well, Craig's. So it wasn't. Like, you were saying it wasn't like a casual attire, young person casual. It was young person hip. No, I think Craig counsels a guy that you know. I'm not saying he lays out his clothes the night before, but he looks around and sees what the best outfit is. He doesn't just throw on a fucking pair of shorts and the shirt he slept in and go to work. Well, he's a representative of the hometown team, mm-hmm. right? He walks sure. around as a representation of the Milwaukee Brewers. Craig, would you say that them jeans uh, would have fit you best hit to 10 years ago? Well, I don't know which... Which of the Hodge Court things you've done so far is going to be the clip, but one of them is because this is no, I, I don't want to, I don't want to run. I would watch if I saw someone's podcast preview and it was that, and I had never seen yours, I would come watch your show, listen to your show. So, but nobody right. knows what he sounds like. It doesn't matter. You just, you sound like you're doing Mr. Mackey, Mr. Garrison. Mr. Mackey. I wish we could do other members of the Brewers beat. Like, I wish McCalvey had an interesting voice. No, he's you know he's he's, he's, he's still my favorite. Huh? What were you gonna say, Paul or Bart? Well, my favorite moment ever on the radio, at least top five, is when uh, Chuck was talking with Frank Caliendo, <laughs> and and we had a, a good a, award-winning interview. Yeah, it did. Uh, we we were talking about uh, I don't know, but then Frank's like, "Yeah, I played. I know this coach." and Chuck's like, you know this coach from 40 years ago? And then, he, and then like, because Frank kind of did an impression of the coach. Is this and like Chuck, a random high school coach or yeah, something? Yeah, Chuck's like, what other high school coaches can you do? <laughs> and Frank, Frank's like, I mean, I don't – I'm more focused on, like, the Morgan Freemans and Robert Downey. It's not, a, it's not a big market for the the fucking Jim Gons or whatever the fuck. At Arrowhead. He found the perfect, like, impressions, though, for your co-host part. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It was like, if he can do anything from any of the local Wisconsin coaches, that would be. I had Chuck on the show. Uh, we have him on the Bill Michaels show on Tuesday. 
every Tuesday at 1230. Damn. So you can book, you can schedule him better than uh, the Bart Winkler show. Well, Frames did a show with Tim, which was great. I wish I could have listened to that. But he, he actually messaged me in the morning. I woke up, I had a DM from Chuck. He said, hey, I think he said, Coach Bills, exclamation points. Talk to you at 1230 today. Can't wait. Billsy. By the way, when you just said Coach Bills, I initially heard it as B-I-L apostrophe S, as in like your Bills coach. Ah. Oh, oh, Coach like, if you're if you're your Bills coach, Grant oh. Bills. Oh, Bills I, coach is Grant. Do you Bills. refer to as the Bills Michael show? No, my co my some of my coworkers say that. I don't like that. I'm trying to make the medium unit a thing. Struggling, but I I'm no. Thinking. You see, no. See, we're on, Bart and I are onto something though here. It, no, it, I it, saw he, I saw Billy Schmidt? at Summerfest, and he he asked me something about the medium unit. I go, Are you? No, Did he you didn't. say that or yeah, he asked about the medium unit. No shit. Yes. I thought he was making fun of you. I, I'll take it. You got you guys. Can I g- give me two minutes to tell you this? <laughs> Bill has it because you will both find this hilarious. Uh, we have an intern who's been running Bill's board in the interim. An interim intern. His name is Austin. He's 19 years old. He's never been on the radio before. <laughs> he got an internship because he's friends with the son of someone who works in the building, and we needed a board op. But this week, Zach's on. We have people on vacation, so Austin has nothing to do because I'm running Bill's show now. So he's just been co-hosting with me. This kid, this kid started weeks ago, has never been on the air in any capacity. Is hosting Wisconsin's largest network show alongside me, and then leaving to go make sandwiches at fucking Jimmy John's at two thirty. This kid has no clue what's going on, and it's it is hilarious. It's is he one any of the, good? He's funny. Like he he has no hosting or like he can't. Oh yeah, he's the hell out of him then. Yeah, but like I'll you know he did buy or sell, and the last one he I said can you do can you make like three or four things for buy or sell, and the last one was simply buy or sell Bill's tiki bar, (laughs) which we both bought the hell out of. (laughs) And literally at two o'clock, this kid goes, "All right, thanks for letting me do the show," and then he goes makes sandwiches in Sun Prairie until like six o'clock at his actual job. Wow. What a king. Anyways. I do think, Grant, if you can establish your brand to the point of, you know, it being the Bill's Michaels show is just a perfectly, you know, if, if Bill yeah, but he also want to run away from that too. Like I, I wanted, I wanted my name to be Bart on the radio, but they went Chuck and Wick Winkler. Cause right. it sounded like Wick it. And they were hoping to like fool people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I like that. Pissed about that. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, Mike Wicket absolutely, totally, 100% lived in Milwaukee during his final year of being on Chuck and Wicket? Yeah, do you remember? That's so stupid that, like, and that no one would care anymore. No, absolutely no one would care anymore. But the only reason that I got... Grant, you know that story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, so, the only re- so the only reason that I got to do anything is because Wicket moved at a time where it was taboo to do your show from somewhere else. Where did he yeah. move to again? KC. Oh yeah. Oh, to raise his three kids. <clears throat> yeah. All, All right. right. I have a topic for you. This one is like Grant, you're gonna love this one. Okay. I mean, this is a Grant Bills topic. Orlando Arcia. You love him. I do. Orlando hey, Ar- yeah, that's, that's part of Bart's brand too. But like, okay, we're gonna get into this. Orlando Arcia. Being the starting 
all-star game shortstop is as surprising of a Brewers-related type story for a player that any of us will be able to recall during this conversation. Orlando Arcia, I'm going to preface this, the worst hitter in baseball multiple years is the National League starting All-Star Game shortstop. The most surprising baseball or Brewers-related story that could have possibly been dreamt up. Mm -hmm Or mm -mm. Mm -mm. You two are, I can't believe there were Orlando Arcia marks when he left. I mean, this guy was brutal. A terrible, terrible player. What by, by every metric. I mean, he was so yeah, like anti my Willie Adamas take was that the guy is good until it's clutch time, which Willie's been stepping up. Listen, Orlando Arcia was clutch and he was nothing else. He was but he so wasn't bad. good, but he was clutch. He was, he was so bad for the other eight and a half innings of every other. But you, you're not your brain is not going to remember every single moment of Brewers history. And a lot of the moments I remember are Orlando Arcia. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Four hits. Four hits in game 163, Paul. Joe Madden after the game's like, we couldn't get that bastard out. I don't I don't know what was the problem. We couldn't get him out. Four a hits. Six in to that five game. game winner, I believe, on an opening day against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Correct. Correct. Can I just do some stats here? <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, this is a negative war player. Um, if you are a neutral hitter, you're, you have a 100 weighted runs created. War, war only measures like <clears throat> things you do like with your bat and with no, your team and not... with your glove. War no, doesn't war yeah, doesn't measure your importance in the clubhouse and how much a clutch hit carries over to the team's morale. War doesn't measure that shit. In 20 uh, Okay, fine. I want to do I'm going to give you weighted runs created plus. This is a very easy one. If you're 100, you're league average. If you're above 100, you're better than league average. If you're below 100 in 2018 and 2019. In a combined more than 900 plate appearances, Arcia was the worst hitter in baseball both years with a 55 weighted runs created plus and a 61 weighted runs created plus. In the 2019 season, he was a minus 0.9 wins above replacement. Like, horrific. Absolutely terrible. You can tell me the Rotten Tomatoes score of Miss Marvel. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the hell out of that show. I'm glad you enjoyed the Orlando RC experience, but him being actually good is bonkers. Oh, no, I saw it coming. Paul, you're fucking, you're, you're Paul. both so full of shit. No, I'm not. And Paul, I'm not. A, I saw it coming with VR. Got rid of him. RC got rid of him. And then we like tried to make J- uh, Jonathan Sculp happen. Fuck this is going to be an impossible thing to like research. But there's been there's no chance that any player had 500 plate appearances and was a negative 0.9 WAR player, who then became an All Star. This is like. This is not no, he already he's he's already able to have the big moments. He just needed to like perform on the side stages. He was like a headliner. He's Jimmy like, Butler. When, he, when he's a headliner, like it's a big difference. If I if I do a if I go out and like do a show in front of 300 people, I'd be more comfortable doing that than in front of 10 people. You gotta like he was more comfortable on the big stages, and you can teach. You can teach someone like that easier to be better on the smaller stages better than you can the other way around. I absolutely already had your, it in them. I absolutely love your analogy. So let me ask you the second part of the question because we're going to just uh, let me just read how I wrote it because I think it's important. We Orlando Arcia would not would Orlando Arcia would not have achieved nearly this level of success in Milwaukee and needed a change of scenery to become this player. Mm-hmm or mm-hmm. He needed a change of scenery, as in he needed a team that would believe in him. 
Oh, that's fair. I mean, the Braves are the Braves are one of the best run organizations in sports right now. 100%. They're, they're tremendous, right? And they've made some moves like they traded away William Contreras, got another catcher. They were great. They traded away Freddie. They didn't trade away Freddie Freeman. They elected to go get the other guy whose name is escaping me. Matt Olson. Yeah, Matt Olson. And it worked out great. And now they're getting, you know, what they could have got from Dansby Swanson at that number versus what they're getting from Orlando Arcia. Paul, you're a guy who gets this. Orlando Arcia always profiled as as a player that had potentially elite traits and all these different things. He was uh, not 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 with his not with his bat though. I don't think his bat was ever considered anything other than like. First of all, you you speak of Orlando Arcia like he was a train wreck. He was horrible in Milwaukee. You know, run prevention matters. Well. Run it's, prevention which, matters, which is part of your WAR score. I know it's important, and he still was a negative player. Look, you can that's how bad offensively he was. You bring the stats, I bring the eye test and the vibe. You know, (laughs) I just I I saw it with him. I I just liked a guy. I always said this about Orlando Arcia in a game where like on Sunday's game when the Brewers lost one to nothing and no one could get a hit, or they won one to nothing, no one could get it. That's the type of game Orlando Arcia would have four hits in. The days where no one else could do anything, he'd show up, he wouldn't be phased for whatever reason. That would be the game where he would have two doubles and, and a walk. And like, he would weirdly show up when nobody else did, but then he would not show up when the, the entire rest of the team was hitting. He's a very bizarre player. And I get, he's complicated to break down and, you know, and I'm not saying you're a cat. That's not what I'm saying, Paul, but I, I think he was a hard player for a lot of folks to wrap their minds around. And that's fine. Um, I just, uh, I'm not saying I always thought he had this in him, but he was a good, good player. And sometimes it just takes patience. Yep, That's the thing about this generation, Paul. There's no patience anymore. You're good in two. We're a fast food society. If I can't have it now, I, you're out of here. Like I, we're gonna kick, we're gonna kick oh. this intern back to Jimmy John's forever. What if, what if he's got the skills to be the next small unit? <laughs> big, medium, and small. Be sick uh, if he would just screen calls, because then I would actually have to do nothing. <laughs> We could put him on the other side of the glass and have him answer the phone, and I would just do nothing. It would be great. Listen, I think the Brewers were as pa- they were more patient than they should have been with him. You, you said that you need like instant gratification. Two years running, worst hitter in baseball. You you can't possibly want to be like, hey, let's do that again. Like at what? I mean, I know he was like twenty five and twenty six. We at the sat time. through two shitty years of Yelich to get a better Yelich again. Yeah. What's, the, watching, what's, what's just, the what's the ceiling outcome of that though? I'm watching. What's the ceiling outcome of watching Jesse Winker hit? Arcia had never proven that before though. Yelich, you had seen it. Yeah, Arcia, you were just hoping and dr- you, you were drinking hate. You were drinking hopium, Bart. You were doing. If you so thought what Orlando if Arcia, comes up here and hits 150, I need a goddamn minute here. If you thought Orlando Arcia in 2018 was going to become this player, you were. It's, it's your hopium theory. There's nothing more to it. Nothing. Disagree. Maybe I just know Ball better than you. He was the worst hitter. Does Ball? Does Paul know Ball? I don't, I don't think he does. Listen, I know Paul Reed stole my nickname, but B-Ball Paul can apply to both baseball and basketball. Disagree. Look, I get what you're saying, Paul. I'm being difficult, but I don't know. And, I, and I'm being persistent. There's a little, there's just something about him. And he was just such a. And maybe, sometimes you just have it, Paul. Yeah. And he, and he, I mean, I think like the clutch thing is part of the it. Right. And he was extremely charismatic. And and when he wasn't the worst turner in baseball, fun to cheer for. Like you I wanted. I'm so glad he's succeeded. This sounds like I like don't like the person or that I didn't enjoy his like the way he performs the sport. It's awesome. Like much like Willie Adamas. Like it's harder to dislike when Willie's to me. I know Bart disagrees with this. It I don't I'm going to cheer for Willie Adamas. I enjoy the fact that he loves playing baseball. I love the fact that Orlando Arcia 
go gets a foul ball and takes a guy's popcorn from the front row. Like if you remember some of these times he would do that. Right. And it's like, that was, that's awesome. Like, that's great stuff. The fact that I remember that six years later, some random foul ball play like tells you like, this is a great fun player to cheer for. But so let me just, let me force you to answer the question. Arcia would not have achieved this level of, of success and did need a change of scenery to become this player. Mm-hmm. Or probably needed a change of scenery. And it's, right. it's maybe not that the Braves are that much better than, although I think they are a better organization in a lot of things. Maybe you just needed to hear a different philosophy, new information to shake something loose. Maybe the Braves philosophy isn't better. He just needed to hear some different voices and have a change of scenery. Who knows? I, I, I think you need a manager that believed in him. And Craig, obviously. That's unfair, man. Cause again, like I, the, the, he gave him 500 plate appearances to be, Terrible. Yeah, but he didn't believe in him. You could tell. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Any any other Arcia takes? Is anyone going to ask Craig about this this week? Does Craig have media available? When's the next time he has availability? As, I would, I would, he, he has to be asked about this, right? Like this, this is this is why you and I will sing this until the cows come home. This is why you need radio people at a press conference, not the same radio person at every press conference, because then they lose what makes them. Then they're too involved in the day-to-day. You need yeah. to parachute in a radio person every couple of days because the beat reporters are like, how's Hobie Milner's arm four times in five days? And Hunter's right. like, the availability of this player. And I'm like, what the, Craig, what What do you remember about Orlando? Like, we're we're there to ask interesting questions, not get the day-to-day well, necessary housekeeping details. Yeah, and, and the long form, right? Something that you can yeah. actually like. Oh, look at this. I found a tweet. I'm off. Uh which Brewers player will have a breakout season in 2018? This is from 1250 AM, the fan. Bart says Jonathan VR. <laughs> Cody Grant that. says Josh Hader. Smart. Good good take. Although... Chuck Freeman says Orlando Arcia. Chuck also really, really, really liked Hernan Perez, I remember. Like, well, he I... didn't. He paved the way for Brewers yeah. utility men for the last five years. You ever get Rock and BA going on that? It's so funny. Chuck so. is, you know, I, like, I have such a positive affinity for the guy. Like and I, if I, I, I would, I would say this to his face. But I remember one time I was listening, or maybe I was working. I don't know because I was at whatever it was, and it was he was basically doing like a stump speech for why Aaron Perez should be an All Star. And I was like, buddy, like. Let's 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 start with like, I don't know. Right. Well, and now like, oh, what I mean, and if I said Chuck, I meant Rock. But like Owen Miller will have a good game, and then Rock and BA will start seriously waxing poetic about. It. And you know who made this all possible was Hernan Perez. <laughs> Couple there's of years guys, ago, yeah, those guys we all like, and it's like we'll find like the one example. I mean, it reminds me of um, Victor Wembanyama's summer league debut. Whereas like ESPN was putting together like the highlight packages, but he was terrible. I don't know if you guys saw like Weman Yama's debut, his first game, his second Very game, was really, but his first game, he was really bad. But ESPN had this, they had to sell, they had to sell him, right? They had to like, Hey, here's what he's, and it was like, look at him, grab this rebound with authority. It was like, uh, like that's what you're doing. If you're like trying to become an Orlando RC guy or a, an Hernan Perez guy. You're like, I'm going to find like that one time that he was good. All right. I really enjoyed that conversation, even though I was I have on to there. mention another tweet that I found just because. Please. Yeah. Wow. Like I need to delete this tweet. <laughs> um, so remember, I always talk about in 2018 when the Brewers were a game away from the world series. 
And I called up the post game show after they got eliminated drunk and was like, this team, they, they got to go all in. Uh, this is their opportunity. We think we're going to be back. We'll never get that opportunity again. July 22nd, 2018. Kane Yelich ads were long-term moves with an all-in feel. The Brewers overachieved in the first half again. Now the trade market is not conducive for what they need to win the division. If I'm Stearns, I protect my top prospects and see if minor moves can luck us into the playoffs. Ugh. Well, that ain't I mean, good for the brand. Yelich didn't start cranking like an MVP until August, September. Twenty, We misremember 2018 all the time. Like they were a, a fine team, very exciting team until the last two months. And then they just got it going. But it didn't happen until later. And it's same with Yelich. So I a defensible tweet. I'm looking at my old Arcia tweets, and there are a lot. Oh, 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 this could be an exhibit in a Grant Bills museum. It would be a whole wing of the museum. Of I don't have the smoking gun one that I was looking for. So we'll continue to look for those. I have a coworker tweeting at me saying, aren't you the guy that said Orlando Arcia will be better than Luis Urias? And I just quote tweeted and said, I did say that. This is like two years ago. Well, good. I do want to mention that we are also on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream. DanShaney.com. He'll uh, help you out with your insurance. Like home insurance and auto insurance and work stuff. If you have a business and the other things you need insurance for. Dan knows it better than I do. That's why I tell you to go talk to him. DanShaney.com. Before we switch lanes, the only... Former old tweet of mine I will share is this one. RC, it was a fun to watch, easy to cheer for, but not good MLB player. Sometimes you need those guys, you know? You mm-hmm. you need your fair share of not good, but fun to cheer for. Well, not too many. That's the that's the thing. Maybe maybe this was the Brewers' fault for not putting good hitters around Orlando RC. <laughs> I think that's yeah. maybe what the issue was. Yeah, it is. It's definitely the issue. All right, um... 11 minutes? Quick quick time check? 11 minutes? Yeah? Sure, yeah. Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Okay. The NBA Cup, as it has been deemed, will not, will not resonate in the early years, but will be a big success beyond, like, year, I'll call it year five. So, in other words, it's going to take a while to anyone to care, for the players to care, for the fans to care. It is not going to be like some overnight first year success. People kind of be like poo pooing. Eh. But fast forward to like, let's call it the year 2028, 2029. It'll be a thing by then, as players who are now 14 years old going into high school become NBA players and the younger generation becomes the NBA players. They'll come up with it and then they'll. So the NBA Cup will not, will not be an early success at all, but will become a long term success. Mm hmm. Or mm hmm. May I go first? I feel like Bart's Yeah, I just want people to know that if you do go to the Dan Shaney YouTube stream, uh, ignore that my forehead is half the size of my face. <laughs> if you man. do not go to the Dan Shaney insurance stream, I can tell you what he's telling you is true. As what the, the fuck? <laughs> that's the camera angle. That's that's all that is. Yeah, it's got to. <laughs> Jesus. All right, no. go ahead, Grant. Well, I think you're going to hate this, Bart, and I look forward to hearing your answer. I think it will be an early success. So I guess my answer is mm-mm, because I don't think this, I don't think this is that crazy of an idea. I don't think this is that wild of a scheme that the NBA is trying to pull off. The way I see this is they're not really interrupting the regular season. They're just getting all the teams together in one place and doing something different. 
And you know what? If I had a little more money and a little more time, what a fun thing to do with the fellas. Let's go to wherever the tournament is and watch some games, right? Or at least let's get together or I'll watch it at home and it'll look different and it'll feel different. It'll be something to break up the the monotony of the early season. And I, I don't think there needs to be crazy stakes. I don't think the players need to be crazy motivated. Let's just get together in a cool place, play some round robin, fun, vibey style basketball and, and do something different to break up the season a little bit. So I think that's the only purpose this needs to serve. That's an easy purpose to serve. And I think it will serve that purpose. So I'll say, mm-mm, it won't take time. I think it'll be fine right away. And if you're looking at this tournament to be anything other than what I just described, I, I think you're asking too much. I think you're looking for too Well, much. the commissioner is. That's the problem. Okay, that's fine. The problem, the problem is the commissioner, and I detailed this the other day on my Sunday show, which for some reason still is not on 1250, which didn't Never really bother me. Sunday. Now I kind of like, I'm a little annoyed. Never miss a Sunday. fuck do you not put me on on Sunday? I'm on every Sunday, guaranteed. Run back QL in a state that doesn't have legal sports betting? I don't get it. Not my decision to make. My decision to bitch about. Um, I, I just so I, I spend a long time really laying it out why this is happening. And I ha- you have to go through the European, especially English soccer, where there's divisions and they all play this other tournament. He, he Silver wants there to be something else to play for during the season, which that's not set up to work here. That's not set up for it. you don't have the logistics to set it up. You don't have other leagues. You don't have, you know, uh, they have a regular season where there is no playoff. So this is a playoff within there. There's already a playoff. Now, all you're really adding is an extra game for the two teams. Like the other, everything else counts as the regular season. I was talking about this and the guy that I was doing the show with EJ Stewart, who I love doing shows with, I did uh, DA with him, but he was talking about how, this will be something right away to keep like November basketball. Who cares? Now there's going to be something in November, early December. That's got at least a little bit of juice to it. Any things down the road, maybe they throw in a chance at a lottery pick or a chance guaranteed in the plane, whatever. I just think that for it to succeed, because the players might care about it if they're getting more money. I don't know what fans are going to do to care about it. I almost think for it to succeed, like if the Bucks win this cup, it's not who cares. We're going to talk about it and brag about it, but in a facetious way. If the Bucks win with their summer league team, and we can meme the hell out of this thing, then it'll be fun. If a shitty team wins, then it'll be fun. It almost needs to like fail to be good. Is my theory. Interesting take. Um, I just like, like when the Nickelodeon game happened, and people were like, "Oh, this is kind of cool. Is this what is this?" And then Mitch Trubisky won the MVP. And suddenly the Nickelodeon game is the greatest thing every year. That's a good point. Yeah. It needs to be memed. I just, I don't, on the uh, state. Speaking, of, speaking of Veep grabbed, what's a, what's a meme, ma'am? What's a meme, ma'am? I don't know if you remember that when they're trying to explain the meme, ma'am. To, meme, uh, ma'am. I, by the way, I could do a whole podcast on Veep. That show took me for a ride, but. Can I join you on that podcast? Y- yes, yes. A pop, we'll do pop culture corner is the segment that I do on my show. And not really, but. Um, there aren't stakes to games in December already. You know what I mean? Correct. Like mm-hmm. where this tournament is going, it, it, the games already aren't important. So if we just dress them up and make them look different and there's still not crazy high stakes, that's fine. I'm with you that I feel like Adam Silver wants there to be. But if Adam Silver is aiming for one thing and in the process creates another that's still cool, I, I guess I don't really care how the sausage is made. I just care that it's good sausage at the end of the day. And I think it will be. I don't know. And again, 
I, this would be fun to go to. I'd love it. Yeah. We all have that group chat where you talk about NBA games and you break down whatever Bill Simmons says in any given podcast. That's what my group chat <laughs> is for. I would love to go to the midseason tournament with that group. We all have that group chat. I would love to go to this. Now, money and, you know, other there's other there's reasons why I probably can't, at least this year. But what a fun thing. Um, I think the – okay, let me ask you this way. You guys watch a lot of NBA basketball, or you know, a good amount, right? Like beyond just the Bucks. Are you more or less? I watch likely... more than either of you combined. False. <laughs> um, you watch more Marvel. I don't know about more NBA. Um, the are you more or less likely to watch the semifinals game between two non-Bucks teams than you would have otherwise been on a Tuesday in November? Yes. Yeah. And that's the answer, then, right? That's what makes it a good idea. Because I think if you asked a, a hundred thousand casual-ish, you know, NBA fans, hey, are you more or less likely or the same amount to watch this game on a weeknight in November because it's this <clears throat> this tournament? I do think the vast majority would say yes. I am more likely to watch that. Yeah. And for that reason, I think. I mean, but let me say the only the only my only caveat, and I don't know the answer to it, is like, will the current like will a thirty year old NBA player care? Let's say they've made 80, 90, 100, 200 million dollars in their career. And the goal. Half a million dollars is always half a million dollars, though. Not before the jock tax. Um, That's why they need it. Well, that's why, like, Lindell Lindell Wigginton, and he's going to be super excited for the NBA Cup. But, like, yeah, so you play those guys. They're just going to play the scrubs. No, I don't agree. Games count. They they told You'd be more. So I don't agree with that. Um, so I think I just wonder if the players will care any more than they would have for a regular. Are they less? Are they more or less likely to have a load management game? Like they're is, probably is, less likely to have a load management game. Right. I don't think I don't think they're going to care any less. And for that reason, I don't I don't care if they care more. Just knowing that they're not going to care less is it's fine because it's going to be different and cool and more entertaining than whatever the random November, December games would have been anyways. Well, and I think the thing about NBA regular season basketball, and this is why coach Bud was a really good regular season coach and whatever is you, you don't game plan against your opponent in the regular season. It's like you just triple a versus major league kind of. Right. So like in a regular season game, you're not like, all right, here's how we're going to attack this particular player. Like you're just, you're going to do your thing in the regular season. And then it's not until you're in a seven game series or a must win, win and go home game in the playoffs that you're like, all right, here's how we're going to counterattack and da, 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 da. I would think an NBA head coach is is going to treat. Think. think, I would think an NBA head coach is going to take that. Think that playoff that, or that, that NBA cup game. And they're going to do it as a must win. Sure. Just from a strategy and tactics perspective. Maybe. Which would be fun to watch, like that. That for me, as a junkie for NBA, would I would love that. Even if they do five percent more strategy, just yeah. a little bit, great. I, I'm not. You don't have sky high expectations for this. If you expect little, then I don't think you can be disappointed with what this is going to be. Well, and also, do you think there could be? And I, I, I don't say this facetiously at all. Like, if you were Giannis, you know, generation after generation after generation after generational wealth, right? Would you have like a rallying cry of like win it for Lindell? Win it for Chris Livingston. Because like I, and I'm serious. Like, I think I, I think you know who I think is gonna go all out for this, and then we're gonna wrap this up. Okay. 
You know who needs an NBA cup more than anybody? Chris Paul. No, that would be a joke. Oh, Chris Paul oh. never won an NBA title, but he had two NBA cups in his career. Well, LeBron. I was going to say LeBron. Because then he can say, Jordan never won an NBA cup. <laughs> the fuck? Oh Let me God. just ask you one last question. Uh, John Wall held a private workout in Las Vegas. No. The Bucks' current backup point guard, according to sort of reading the tea leaves of Eric Name's interview with John Horst, is Lindell Wigington. If they're unable to trade for Colin Sexton, which I think they should and probably will. Yeah. But like, <laughs> no. No, fuck off with that bad take. Stop looking at a fake ass Twitter account and it's n- sending it to us like it's Woj. I'm I'm enjoying my NBA insider goat. I think he's funny, or it, or him, or she, or I don't know what. It is. Them. So my my point though is, and I I can't verify this. I was talking to a friend like a month ago, and I was putting together Colin Sexton trades, and there's only so many you can do, and it's some combination of Portis, Grace, and Pat. The so you're is, the insider. There's goat. there's no reporting, right? That's my account. There's no reporting. It's just like dot connecting. I would not be surprised one damn ounce if that was a Paul's account. If, if I do have to go, I have to go do writer. I have to test. Okay. I, I, do you want John Wall or no? No. You want Lindell Wigginton as the backup? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to go defend uh, the people that are on Clay Travis's side that think that Pat Fitzgerald is innocent. You're, you're, you're going to go pro Pat today? Fuck no. Oh. College coaches are the most, like, the, to think you don't know what's going on. You know when these – come on. So you're going to go on writer's show and do this? What? You're going to – whatever, however you just you're teed that up. You're defending the people that agree with Clay Travis. Where is that oh, I didn't that? mean to say it that way. I'm oh. going to shit on Clay Travis. Oh. <laughs> All right, have fun. Oh. Yeah, enjoy that. But this I'm also a- going to ask, if you are accused of something that you didn't do – there's like no way to what, what, what's the bet? You can't like, you can't like go out and say, I didn't do this. Cause then people will be like, well, I'm just saying, and we can end with this. What about all of the accusations in our country that are made that are unsubstantiated? What happens to those oh people? Because God. I think they should go to prison too. And what about China? I, I still have not seen who is Clay Travis. Oh, Cuban. Cuban has still not responded and commented. Well, why won't they China. just debate? Why won't they debate him? I got to go. I don't know. I honestly don't. We had debated Orlando Arcia. Bye.